I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. What's up, Travis? What's going on, man? Hey, man. Uh, things are up again here on Undesign. Welcome back <laughs> to another episode. Uh, this is like episode 69, right? It is episode 69, so. dude. Probably, probably yes. episode 69. Yes. Um, so last episode we did like uh, bad luck, right? So, and I rolled a thing this time and somehow I rolled the exact thing that we added to the end of the list there on the end of that, whatever thing. So here we are, number 99. That's right. Today we're talking about inserting characters into ongoing games and established parties. Uh, which was the thing we mentioned last episode we should definitely do a future episode about. And so everybody understands behind the scenes how this happens is we keep just a giant ongoing list, that a numbered list. Uh, and when we think of new ideas, we just add it to the end. So it becomes the highest number on the list. And then Travis uses a random number generator, generates a random number. So we could think of something and it could be literally years before we come back around to yep. it. But in this case... You rolled the exact number that we just added. It was bound to happen eventually. I had to happen. Yeah, it's just like just like bad luck streaks we talked about before. It's gonna happen. Gonna happen. So what's this thing? What's this thing we're talking about? Let's talk about it a little more. What's set it up for us, Vince? Sure. So what uh, what caused this sort of what transition to this discussion in the last episode? Just to refresh everybody's uh, memory. Previously on X Men, uh, Morph died. No. So previously, what happened is. We were talking about how characters will sometimes get on a string of bad luck and, you know, there's sort of this outcome where they could die. This bad yep. rolls go happen and you didn't intend for a character to die. It just things went south. And you had mentioned that one of the first things that you do in that kind of situation is have a discussion with a player of would you like to come back to the game or would you like us to, you know, maybe pursue a new character for you? Would you like to just basically bring a new character into the game? And I think I've experienced the same thing. Where, especially by the by, if uh, if the game is relatively new and maybe the player just wasn't feeling their character, you know, it's mm -hmm. not real established. They're still only a level or two in. They don't have a huge history with it. You know, this isn't somebody right. that's been playing for months or years. It's just kind of uh, they started. It seemed like they were going to have fun. But as they were getting into the character, they didn't really enjoy it. And then the character died. So this is actually just an opportunity for them to switch gears. Right. Yeah. Try something different. Yeah, exactly. So the question then becomes, I think, as a GM, how? <laughs> how do you do this right? Right? Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> This is easier. really hard. This is really hard um, because I, I think I've, I've experienced this just countless times, more times than I can number. Sure. But that's not true. It's probably like seven. But whatever. I, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't really know how many times it's happened. But it's happened enough that it's left left an impression on me. Yeah. And I, I, I would say it's for, for me, it has only been a great success, like like implanting a new character into an already established group. Uh -huh. It's only been a great success, maybe maybe a third of the time uh, at most. Otherwise, it's almost always a very average feeling um, thing that happens. Like, you know, the midseason replacement did not. Sure, sure. No one, no one. Sometimes, sometimes it's great, but most of the time it's just like, yeah, okay, He's, that character's okay. He did some stuff. All right. You know what I mean? It's not great. 
So what are some of the strategies you've pursued here in the past that you, 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 you know, there's the, there's the sort of obvious, which is just like, Hey, this is Steve. He's your new friend now. So everybody say hi to Steve. Hi, Steve. Okay. Steve's rolling with you guys now. So you you all just got to deal with that. Well, look, as, as a, a budding game master, I have certainly done that before. I, I like as, when I was, when I was a youngster, I certainly was just like, yeah, you, you meet this new guy at the bar and he's, uh, he's also an adventurer. Uh, he's ready to go. You want to go play? You know what I mean? Like sure. I was, I was a little kid. I didn't know what I was doing. That's how I did it. And, you know, sometimes that works too, because, you know, if you're a little kids, you don't care as much. Um, but I think, it, uh, if, if you're, if you're more, more deep into your role-playing career, there has to be more to it, right? Like you, you need to have some, some kind of connection to whatever story is happening around these characters that are already established in the world. Otherwise that character, that new character, the new person, uh, wh- wh- whether it's someone who's you know lost a character and come back, or if it's just like, you're just introducing a new player to the group who wasn't there when the campaign started. Um, you have to make sure they feel welcome in this already lived in world by giving them some kind of structure. Right. Right. So <clears throat> I agree. I mean, I think your worst case scenario is just this is Steve. He's in the group now. By the way, I don't think that's totally horrible if your whole group's on board for that and you really just want to get going. Just, just move along. Yeah. Yeah. Just just we get it. Let's move this along. We like Steve. We're, we're all happy Steve's here. You know, yay sports. Let's move on with our lives. But it becomes a challenge to me if you are at that like we've had one or two game sessions and the person and a player dies a character dies well if a player dies well that's very serious a character dies i mean that's a lot more than i expected to go into in this topic so (laughs) maybe we'll avoid that one yeah i think we'll steer clear of that you're one to two game sessions in and a character dies in that event i think it actually becomes sort of the easiest to introduce new character because you can have the party just meet that person and integrate them more or less organically without any kind of stretching because the party itself is barely a thing at this point, right? Yeah. They've guarded a single caravan and fought some goblins or something. You get, you get what I mean, right? Yep. They haven't really bonded and you're basically not that much newer than everybody else is to everybody else. Right. Uh, if you're, it's like when you're a year apart and you're dating somebody and you're a teenager, it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. But if you're eight years apart and you're dating and you're a teenager, it's that's some, a problem. That's a problem. Yep. <laughs> There's no direction you go off of that, that that's not a big problem. Yep, right. Something's wrong there. So, uh, and, and I think that's just the, the point, right? What happens when you get later in the game? When it's actually right, say you're halfway through a game, like literally halfway through a campaign, right? And somebody says, "You know what? I I do want to switch gears. I don't like this character. I'm going to retire them. I'm going to use this opportunity. And now you've got to bring this totally new person in. Here's okay. What tips can we offer, Trav? How? Because I agree with you. This is a minefield. This is a basically problem, a yeah. nightmare, right? What what can you think of as strategies to deal with this? I've got one if you want me to go first. Please, go ahead. Okay. 
they take over the role of one of the NPCs that has regularly inter. Okay, what and a- this is this is one that I was going to say is is totally hit or miss. So it is, but I think it's your first. It's it's got to be our first stop, right? Mm-hmm. This has to be on the train that we're that's leaving the station here. Of how do we solve this problem? This has to be the first train car, right? Because it's the most obvious. Is jumping into an NPC's body. Correct. So you've got any NPC that's been following the group around, somebody mm-hmm. that they've met with, uh, uh, you know, intermittently throughout the course of the game. Uh, maybe even, uh, and here's one, maybe even an enemy. An enemy. From a previous that, that would adventure. be my, 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 my inclination would be an enemy. Um, but I, I, because you, you, can get a, you can get a star scream factor where it's really cool. I was going to go uh, spike, but yes, that's fine. Yes, exactly. Any, any, any side switcher, you know, is interesting. Yeah. Narratively, um, but I think here here's the problem with that situation. Like it can be great if it's if it's properly executed, um, but it is far more difficult to play someone else's established character than yep. to play a character you establish yourself. Yeah. Okay. So that's basically like like having a mid season replacement actor in a film. Okay. That you that, that you've already seen the first two films in a series of films, right? And imagine Iron Iron Man had stopped being Robert Downey Jr. was suddenly Daniel Craig, okay? Well, that's funny that you use the Iron Man example, right? Mm-hmm. Because we've got the Rhodey switch, yeah? Like, in Iron Man 1, Rhodey was Terrence Howard. Yes. And in Iron Man 2 to present day, Don Rhodey is Don Cheadle, uh, which, by the way, I started watching House of Lies. Great show. Uh, the... The and that just happened, and they literally just hung a lampshade on it and moved on, right? They were like, you know, yeah, it's me, get over it, right? Um, and that was a actually really great turn. Cheadle's been great in the role, so I think if the player is predisposed to like the NPC, to be well aligned with the personality of the NPC, to have fun, especially as they want the challenge of like the villain turned hero, which I agree with you, I think that's the there's meat on that bone. Right, uh, where you get to be somebody that the PCs had a negative encounter with, and now you, they come back and you have to trust them. Like, what a great, fun relationship that gets to be. That's just, that's pretty awesome, to be honest. Uh, but I think that's right. Okay. Let me provide you my next solution. Okay. Okay. Let's take, let's take that same thing, but step back one degree from kevin bacon here okay so instead of being the npc that they directly interacted with you go for a relational npc maybe a person who's been mentioned but not seen or introduced is in a backstory or you understand what i mean like they're in the narrative somehow they're a character yeah they're one of those onion layers Exactly. They're in a character's backstory. They're a character's brother that's been mentioned or, you know, long lost cousin that's been mentioned or whatever. Right. Uh, They're the sibling of the bad guy that the PCs struck down, who's actually a good person, but didn't really understand how evil their their sibling had become. Goes to hunt down the PCs, realizes that they're good people and decides to join up with them. Mm -hmm. Boom. Like they never met this person, but that's an easy, they have this shared 
tie that binds, right? And when you can create some kind of connective tissue, I think that makes it a lot stronger. Mm -hmm. Because then they feel like they're not just showing up as a sort of, you know, tabula rasa, right? Uh, They are part of the world. Because that's the challenge we're actually talking about here, right? Is that the PCs are walking around with six months and eight levels or whatever of story, right? Of established history and weight that they carry on their shoulders. And this person shows up and doesn't know their in-jokes and doesn't know their stories and wasn't there that time they were almost killed and eaten by trolls. You know, none of that is true. And so that puts them at such a disadvantage. But if they have that connective tissue where they do share some of the backstory, then that puts them on more even footing. There's some kind of bond, yeah. Yeah, that would be my argument. So what other methods can you think of to sort of solve this? What what are some other things that you would you other would either have tried that, or would think to try? I think I, I mean you covered most of everything that I've done. Um, the I, I guess the only uh, no no I think you covered every, like most of most of the things that I've done. Okay, let me provide you with another potential option, and this one's Please kind do. of kind of crazy okay you bring back that same character okay but you let the the player re-roll the mechanics of the character into something different okay where because there could be a, a sort of intermittent layer here what i mean is maybe the person liked the personality of the character but they hated the, the way the character the mechanic, and the mechanical. Yeah, exactly. So you say you kind of break in. Now, that's going to be a little tougher to navigate. But this one's honestly one I really like. I've done this a few times and it's actually been really cool because I don't just do it for no reason. You do it as part mm. of a some kind of narrative thing happening. Certainly. Right? Yeah. And so the character comes back and they're still the character, but it's a brain swap. Right. They have all of that person's memories and personality. It could be a little different. Maybe they're slightly changed by the affair, right? Mm -hmm. But they still have their memories and are basically the same person. But now they're in a different body, could be a different race, could be a different class, whatever. And and classically, by the way, this is what like reincarnation used to do, right? Where it would just suddenly you could come back as a completely different thing. But now you can do that narratively. And when you introduce the person, they can then slide back in really easily. They get a win because they get to suddenly play something that is going to compel them, but they still have this weirdness to deal with. And that's like a wonderful narrative hook that you can throw out there of who did this to them and why Mm -hmm. is just rich to explore. Maybe they know, maybe they made the deal with some dark power. Maybe they don't know. And it's a mystery they're trying to solve along with the party. Yeah, that's right. There's just so many rich possibilities out of that. Like I said, that one's kind of left field. And I understand I'm sort of cheating, right? Because I did Uh bring back the character. Well, here's here's a here's something you can do with a new player at the table. Okay. Yeah. Because you're going to say that's the other half of this. What happens when it's not a dead player, but it's just a completely new player? Someone shows up and wants to join your game six months in. Okay. So, so this is this is a a problem on on two levels. 
because you're you're introducing someone who may not already be friends with everybody at the table, and you're also interested, you know, and uh, introducing the same thing into the party of established characters as well. Yes. Right? Yes. Not already friends. So I think um, an interesting way to approach this and to be very welcoming to to uh, new players is to D'Artagnan them, right? To make them the central character of the story, even though the story is surrounded by this group of already established people. Um, uh-huh. By, by, okay. by D'Artagnaning, I mean D'Artagnan, the character in The Musketeers, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Three Musketeers, who is obviously the main character, but he's not, he, he, he isn't a part of the established group yet. He's, he's becoming, that's, that's, all, that's what it's all about, right? So uh, in, in, in doing this and making them the main, the central character, so some kind of central figure in the story, Mm-hmm. Um, immediately, it gives the rest of the group a reason to care and protect this new character, right? Because they have some sort of bond to the end goal, um, whatever that may be. It, it may it may just be you know he has an in he has uh, he he is the embodiment of something whatever you, you're 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 a storyteller come up with a story, sure. Um, but your season five Buffy Dawn, you you can welcome both the player and the character that way by. By giving them the stage for a lot more than you would expect from just you know here's adding 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 random random Joe to the table. Oh, Trav, I really like that idea. That and put it framing it. I I the thing I mentioned there. I, when I was sorry that when I interrupted you was saying season five Buffy Dawn, right, where yeah. she gets introduced yes. as sort of the the central MacGuffin actually of that mm-hmm. season. Trav, that's such a good call. I hadn't thought about. I don't know that I've ever tried that or thought of that, but I honestly think you nailed it there because. The established musketeers, let, let's just take the definitive uh, Three Musketeers movie, which is obviously the Disney movie. The Disney starring, movie, yes. Yes, starring Wonderful. Charlie Sheen so and Chris good. O'Donnell and Kiefer Sutherland and, and uh, Oliver, no, not Oliver Platt. Is that Oliver it Platt. Yeah. Oliver Platt, okay. And Tim Curry. Uh, yes. Oh, can't forget. Tim Curry and truly one of his greatest all for one and more arranged. Yeah. We could just make this Tim Curry cast yeah. and spend the next 30 minutes okay. talking about how good Tim Curry is. But anyways, um, the like those musketeers are established. They have a history with the with the cardinal. They have the a history itself. with the like, world like, itself with each yeah. other. And yet when we show up into the story, D'Artagnan is our entry into the world and what the actual plot revolves around. Right. And in the same way, a, a larger point of view. Yeah, right. That's such a good call because you can show up with this new person and have them be relevant, important. And it doesn't mean the rest of the campaign needs to focus around right. them. That's not Everyone it. Everyone still has their moments. Right. It just means for that next adventure, they're kind of the central motivating force. And it gives them a chance to to the fact that they have less backstory. It doesn't matter because at this moment. We're making this new story. Yeah. Yes. It's their backstory that actually matters the most mm-hmm. at this moment. And then you all forge some kind of new narrative together. Oh, Trav, that is, you are on point with that one, man. Yay, I recovered. <laughs> there you go. You brought it back. Yeah, that is a, that is really good. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think that the when, when I, the way I've frankly tackled this in the past has been more hand wavy often than I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's you such know, a hard situation. It really is. It is. And, and one of the things I would say, just as a, as an aside to this is 
if a player ever wants to keep playing in your game and, and you're the person running the game, don't force them to be dead. <laughs> like, yeah. I just find that to be the worst thing you can do as a GM. If, if somebody, uh, it, you know, given, given that it is what the player wants the most, like that is the, the, the biggest thing that's tied to their enjoyment in the game. Don't do it. Right. Exactly. Don't cut them off. If they have a character that they truly love, and this has happened to me where, where, you know, to this day, uh, you know, one of my favorite D&D characters ever, he died and the GM wouldn't let me bring him back. And I was heartbroken because I loved this character and the GM forced me to make a different character. And I was just upset the whole rest of the game. Like, oh, man, I hope say, it wasn't me. It was not you. Okay. I, just, I did enjoy I was, the character. I started racing, racing through back through all the games. I, I was like, oh, crap, was it me? No, it was not. It was not you. Right. And here's the funny part. Eventually, many levels later of me being, like, dejected. Because, I mean, when I say I love this character, yeah. I mean, it is, to this day, hundreds of D&D characters. It is still my second favorite D&D character I've ever played. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I only got to play him five, six levels before he died. Something like eight levels later let's say the gm let me bring him back i had to remake him with a different class and different like he, he but he i got to make a deal and come back and i was like so excited to bring this character back and after two adventures the gm killed me again and didn't oh. back. and i was like Oof. come on man you yeah, know that's not the way to do it it was i i have never felt more dejected kicked when you're down even i mean that's rough yeah and so you know when when if players want to make a change, I'm in, you know, I will support you. I will let you make that change, you know, because I'm, I am completely down with that, have zero problems with that whatsoever. And we'll find a way to get you in the game. I think all, I think your suggestions, uh, Trav are really good. Honestly, I think the D'Artagnan mm. thing is good. I think that, you know, contemplating stuff like making them a, a, not even if not one of the existing NPCs, somebody with ties, to one of the existing NPCs, something like that. There's so many good options out there, right? Uh, even, even it doesn't, it doesn't matter what game you're playing. Like even, I mean, if you're play, if you're playing sci-fi, there's like clones and stuff. Like right. you can, sure. or or even if there aren't clones, you can start using clones. You know what I mean? You can find a way. Exactly. Like in, it is very rare that there's not some way to mitigate that person coming back, mm -hmm. or just like they weren't totally dead. There's another one you could just do, right? Yeah, like yeah. somebody uses some amazing miracle life-saving technology and it worked. Yay. You know, like, does, do we have to make a capital case out of everything? You know, sometimes you can just be like, nah, it's fine. Well, just, if you really I mean, want to method, Methods used throughout all, ki all kinds of creative drama. Um, Absolutely. Doing those kinds of things, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And It's so, okay to be a soap opera every now and then if in the end it's fun for everyone. Exactly. It, it's... Having players that are sitting at your table highly engaged is worth more than whatever the sort of like adherence to gritty realism mm -hmm. that you think you're doing in your game about dragons and laser guns uh, <laughs> is actually buying you. Right. Um, you, you can you can do all that. You can, you can gritty realism all day long until the cows come home. If people aren't having fun or aren't highly engaged in the game, who cares? But I would say that if they want to bring in someone new, then it's a it, it behooves you, especially as the GM, to do the work 
to make sure that they that new character feels integrated because the, I think your worst case scenario here is that that player that character that whatever just feels like a bolt on that doesn't belong mm-hmm. you know there was a there was a time when many 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 years ago when we were still early in running these marathons Trav okay when we were on we were doing this big marathon it was about uh it was a takeoff of a paladin in hell do you remember that module okay. from the 90s we were we had been making our way through hell i had had a fun character character had went on an arc they had grown they had learned and they were now into a good place in their life okay they had they had, had ups and downs and and all that stuff and they had come out on the other side they had, they had arced and on the last day Uh, At the beginning of the last day of the marathon, the character died. Yeah. Okay. And then I had to come back. I had to sit there and do nothing for about six hours of a marathon. That's let's call it, you know, 60 hours of play total over those days or Mm -hmm. 50, 60 hours of play, uh, which is always depressing to just sit there for some part of your marathon. A marathon is a special circumstance, of course, being a very small period of time. Right. And then when I came back, I was just some other character the PCs had no history with, mm-hmm. and it could not have felt more hollow. Right. Now, that is an unusual case of the marathon, but I think that's just a microcosm. It's a sped up version of yes. the longer term. So I think what you've got to do is you've got to do the work in the ways you've talked about to integrate the people back into the game. Don't just introduce them and say, this is Steve. He's your friend now. You should be building stories and help get that character off on the right foot to start building new stories whether they're a new player or a dead person coming back or something new, set that person up for success with the, you know, the right elements that will integrate them into the group. You can also work with them. Another thing you could do on their side is just work with them beforehand to integrate their story into your existing story. Have them be part of a town the PC saved, right? And then they decided to go become an adventurer and now they're meeting up and they've been following the PC and they idolize their adventures or something, you know, like the point is you've created some connective tissue, work with the player, work with your other players, work with the backstory you've already got to create a holistic picture. There you go. That That's totally undesigned, man. There you go. Undesigned. All right. Well, very good. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Give a rate and you know give us a rating and a review out on itunes five give stars him a five. vince totally carried this so give vince a five <laughs> shoulders are tired no it's fine uh yeah please rate and review uh share this with people if you think they would enjoy it sharing it is really really appreciated uh but as always we very much appreciate you listening to this one and uh we'll see you next time bye bye